Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, and uh, this week on this episode, we've got some cool uh, things that, uh, you know, you play magic with cards on generally a table. Uh, and something that we all think about from time to time is there's more to magic than that, right? Because, I mean, there is. I'm telling you. If you yes. didn't, if you didn't know, friendship. Oh yes, sorry, the the gathering, uh, right? But no, also the accessories. I mean, you've got. Uh, well, that's what this uh, episode's about. The stuff. The stuff. Magic uh, stuff. Magic stuff. Uh, probably the thing I spend the most money on. Is the stuff. It's the stuff. Um, well, there's a good chance that uh, a lot of us spend a lot of money on the stuff. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the stuff. Yeah. Um, since uh, I don't know if you watched uh, Ristic Studies. I don't know if it was his, it wasn't his latest video, but it was the one before that. It was about like that Gaunti deck that yeah. it was a sleeveless Gaunti. Oh, yeah. Amazing. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, just it, it's kind of about the the wear and tear that your stuff generally. I mean, in this case, it was the the cards. Yeah go through in their normal lifespan and how like that kind of the the wear brings character to it um and and it kind of it kind of comes down to the person uh, so we thought we'd talk about some of our favorite stuff right um yeah and i love stuff now we're gonna go through this as a quasi list <laughs> and i promise you everyone who knows me don't worry yes yes that stuff is going to be the last thing we talk about, <laughs> and you all are, and mo, and those of you who know me already know what I'm talking about as oh, far yeah. as magic stuff accessories. This stuff is always good to have on hand wherever you play. Let's, you to let's have you start. All right, so I'm going to start with the uh, just sleeves. Mm. I know, dull, a little boring, sounds kind of basic. The thing though with sleeves is. I get it. There's there's a certain amount of utility to the sleeve. You want to have something that's good. You want to, if you're if you're someone who double sleeves or single sleeves, whatever, you've got almost anybody who uses sleeves has a personal preference for what you're doing. Um, for me, uh, for the longest time, sleeves have always been about looking for a good sleeve and getting a massive enough quantity so that <laughs> I can easily swap between decks. Yeah, because there's. It drive. It was driving me crazy because I had fifteen different kinds of sleeves, and it was just you would take the cart out of one deck, re-sleeve it into the new sleeve for the new deck. And it's just like, why am I doing this? Because a lot of these cards are cards you move from one deck to the next. So as soon as you pull a deck apart, you end up putting it into another deck. Yeah. So, so I made an effort to try and get all the same sleeves, and then lately I'm now looking to change that because. <laughs> It's way more interesting and way more fun for me to have sleeves that have something on the back right? and that could show off some, some personality as opposed to uh, what, I've, what I've had for the last several years, which is basically just a straight black back on my sleeve, <laughs> um, which is nice because I have been able to transfer it from decks to decks. But even there, uh, a lot of times the sleeves are maybe not quite as perfect from one package to the next and they're, oh, they're yeah. just that little bit off and then you've got one card that's not quite right and it's marked it's get marked. 
So, and I appreciate that I do casual play, but <laughs> I still don't like that. So yeah, no, I try and uh, I'm trying to get it set up. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm. It's interesting because I mean, obviously, it it happens in waves where like you'll. I'm sure once you diversify your sleeves, there will be a point where you may go back to having uniform sleeves. Um, eventually, I mean. Uh, but I'm I'm at a point now where I'm like I just I do want that because I've got you know a handful of quote unquote expensive cards that yeah uh, I am using as a base to start building certain decks and then I'm realizing like later on like oh this doesn't belong in this deck but I don't want to just like leave it out um, or I'm like oh this would work better in this deck so I'm doing what you were saying which is you know unsleeving it and sleeving it in a different sleeve and. I'm like, oh, now I gotta find something to put in this sleeve, and it's, it is dreamy to be able to just kind of have these fluid decks that uh, don't necessarily have the same cards, even week to week. Right. Um, well, I mean, even just basic land. Mm. <laughs> it's it's Dang. getting to be hot out, so uh, our ice makers go. <laughs> yeah, the ice machine's running running hot in behind me here. <laughs> Um, so the uh, basic lands the idea was that if I could get all of the basic lands that I regularly use in decks in the same sleeves mm -hmm. well then at least when I take them out of the deck and they're sitting in uh, and they're sitting there waiting for the next deck to get put into they're already sleeved up mm. so it's just sitting there waiting for the next opportunity the next deck to come along to, yeah. to load that into nothing so. makes sleeving feel like a waste of time like sleeving basics uh <laughs> yeah there's nothing like going through your your commander deck and sleeving all 100 cards and then you get to the bottom 40 cards mm -hmm. and you're just sleeving one land after another and it's like yeah these i pu almost pulled these i pulled these out of my last deck right that i just took apart yeah so um yeah it, it gets a little frustrating however having said all that Andy got me these awesome cool sleeves oh, that yeah. have my uh, that have my little image on the back of the sleeve, and uh, yeah, I'll be a okay with resleeving <laughs> resleeving different decks with those. Yeah, um, and I'll be looking to get a few more of them actually. So those are the those are the dragon sleeve customs, which uh, my wife actually got me a set as well with my darling cat dressed up as yes. a little king on the back of mine, and I'm it's. It's tough because having one set of them, it's, you know, you got to find the right, the perfect deck. Yeah. For you, it's fairly easy. You put in Grenzo. Yeah. Um, I have since taken apart my Tesa deck. Uh, so I'm like, where do, where do I put these? And part of me is like, oh, just whatever deck you're currently working on. I'm like, I'm not going to want to have to, you know, keep moving them. Um, and for some reason, I feel the strong urge to have it on the perfect deck. <laughs> Right. Um, but, yeah, sleeves. They're uh, they're out there. you yeah. got plenty of options. Like I said, it's, it's pretty straightforward stuff. And honestly, I mean, we're not going to... I'm also not going to sit here and tell you which sleeves to get. Mm. Uh, that's a personal preference thing. And honestly, I, I think the professor has made a <laughs> has made a career out of... Yeah. Out of laying that out for you. So, I mean, go check um, out the professor and... and make your sleeve selections yeah and honestly if you don't know where to start uh, even after watching mm -hmm. the, pro the profs videos like um 
what I've done for the longest time is just whatever is either on sale or, you know, a different color of a certain sleeve that I like, just to see how the colors look. And, um, I'm narrowing it down to a specific thing before I go all in on one sleeve, but... Yeah. Um, I will say, um, part of the reason why I wanted to get everything in the same sleeve, mm-hmm. or at least another reason is when you pull out your commander deck <laughs> with your friends and they know what your commander is before you flipped it over because they look because they can tell from the sleeves which deck it is that's not the best no nah. I, I like I like having that surprise factor so I still mm. want to keep as many cards in the same kind of same kind of sleeves I can yeah so. um my next one yeah or my first one, uh, the one that I wanted to bring to the table, uh, was was blank cards. So like we've got we've got dry erase cards yeah. here on the list, um, but I, I think that goes for any either blank card yeah. or um, something a little bit more uniform than just a torn piece of paper for things like uh, mm-hmm. tokens. Um, with that, bring the appropriate markers. Um, there are plenty of times that I... Because I've got just actual blank playing cards. Right. Uh, ones that you use Sharpies on. There are plenty of times that yeah. I only have a few Sharpies. And I can draw a cute little thing and have it be forever if I like it enough. Yeah. Um, I know that the dry erase are very popular right now. Um, so many of my games, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have time... To create a nice card. Right. So the dry erase is great because you just scribble a couple of words on it, slap it on the table, becomes very obvious whether it's tapped or untapped and what it is. Mm. Uh, as opposed to, uh, like you say, the random piece of paper, the sleeve, magic magic card sleeve. The die. Nothing on it. The die. <laughs> that yeah. you can't tell if it's tapped and or you not. You can't tell if it's tapped or not. Um, so I like that idea. The other reason I like the dry erase is if you do have time, well, you can spend all the time in the world on that one. You can mess around, mess around, mess around, or take no time at all. So it, it, you, know, yeah. you can go back and forth. Uh, the nice thing, too, with, with blank ones uh, is that there are an astonishing amount of times that you're going to create a token that there isn't a card for. Yeah. Um, whether it's because you have a copy effect, which, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, then now they have the copy card, uh, the copy tokens, but... Uh, you know, say everything else has left the battlefield other than that copy. What like, and you have like three copies of three different things. It's it's hard to start keeping track of, especially if you're the opponent of this person who has these copies. Um, yeah. And I think uh, the the dry erase is is brilliant. Um, I I'm surprised it took until I mean the past couple of years. Right. Um, and obviously, it, it really helps too with uh, with Webmander as they're dubbing it, mm-hmm. uh, web webcam magic, uh, where you can't be in person. Uh, but what I like about them too is that they're versatile. You can you know add abilities yeah. uh, easily. You mm-hmm. can you know do really whatever you need to, uh, and. One of the things that I like doing with them is keeping commander damage. Right. Uh, 
you know, sometimes you can have just like a pile of uh, dice Mm -hmm. trying to keep track of who has done what commander damage to whom and all these things. Uh, But if you just have it on a a dry erase card, you're like, all right, I've done this damage to this person. This person's done this damage to me. And then just, oh, uh, and then just kind of keep it. Yeah, it can be, they can be a whole lot more than just uh, clues, treasures, and... Uh, a, you know, food. a token, <laughs> food, and a copy of whatever creature you're copying. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, you can do that. Keep track of the things you need to do during your upkeep. You scribble a reminder. Everybody has a good laugh because, mm. you know, it's like, wow, you can't remember to draw an extra card on your upkeep? No. No, I cannot. And <laughs> while, yes, a lot of times just putting a die on top of your library is enough to, to trigger that, um, if you're running a deck that has several different things that go on Mm. if a creature enters the battlefield and you've got three or four different things happening every time a creature enters the battlefield it's probably a good idea to have a little reminder there that just so you're not missing one of them consistently oh definitely Um, and it it's uh you know yeah just sort of a nice way to sort of as as somebody keep the games moving as somebody with adhd and uh who likes to play a lot of uh triggers um it, yeah. they, they can definitely help. They can help uh, simulate the stack as well. If somebody's having a hard time visualizing, all right, like right. I need to put this in before this resolves, but yes. after this resolves, it's great. Um, Keeping track of large amounts, large amounts of different colored mana is also oh, a handy yeah. way. It's also a handy way to go. Admittedly, I still like to use different colored dice for that, but you can certainly use the. Uh, uh, use the, the dry erase cards or even just the regular cards, whichever you prefer. Mm. Um, some friends of mine were good enough to uh, put together Brucon tokens, and they were they're blank on one side, and they've got a big Brucon logo on the on the other side. And it's uh, you know it's always it's always a treat when I get a chance to pull out some of the some of the uh, tokens that were created during that time. So, oh, definitely. Um, um, yeah. And to kind of quickly close this one off. Obviously, feel free to use the ready-made tokens if you've got them. Um, I know Moxfield. I don't know if there are any other websites that you can just throw your deck list up and it'll tell you what tokens you need. Oh, if, okay. Um, if you have a little bit extra room in your deck box, throw the tokens that you make the most in with the rest of your deck so you don't have to go searching through your you know, 30 or 40 tokens. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I like doing. I sleeve up a couple in some of my decks just to kind of retain some sort of uniformity. Uh, I have made the mistake of shuffling in like a treasure or two, but you know what? Oops. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's something else that I like about them is that for mm. the most part, I, they're not sleeved, so yeah, they almost never get shuffled back in. So it works out fairly well for my decks. Um, my next thing on the list, I'm going to go with dice. And while I know that for most people, it's just, yeah, I've got a handful of dice. I use them to keep track of plus one, plus one counters, or maybe even my life total. For me, dice goes beyond that. Um, I have different colored dice that I use to keep track if if a creature has a minus one, minus one counter. I have, uh, obviously, dice for the plus one, plus one counters. I have special dice for uh, Planeswalker loyalty abilities. I have... uh, uh, but most importantly, I have Buzzbark. <laughs> and when you're running Buzzbark with uh, with Crark's with Crark's thumb, 
which lets you use the choose the best of two rolls, mm-hmm. and you're throwing uh, a, a pile of dice from a certain height. It's not really fair to just simply choose if X is six on Buzzbark instead of throwing six dice with Crux at the time you throw twelve. But it's not really fair to throw twelve dice and just choose the six best options because that's not really what's happening. It says you're supposed to choose the best of those two. Right now, you're also not with Crux. You're not going to throw two at a time until you get your six because or, or with Buzzbark because that's not fair. So. What I did was I went out and got different colored dice for this. <laughs> because this way, I've got pair, color pairs. And when I throw them, I choose, one of, I choose of the blue dice, which one do I want? And, and I remove the one that I don't. And I go through like that with different colors for each of the pairs until I get down to just the, the best option for each color pair. Hmm. Um, so that's part of the reason why I picked dice. Um, the other part with Buzzbark is uh, it's amazing when you're throwing dice from a certain height. Uh, a lot of people, because Buzzbark does have the option to throw them at your opponent's cards uh, to try and do damage. Now, something I rarely do, but you can do it. And everyone really appreciates the fact that I use foam dice because there's no way to even leave a dent on a card if you're using foam dice whereas a regular die um even with a rounded even with rounded edges um can still leave even you know some small mark and i right. i don't, don't want to annoy anybody no matter how particular they are about their about their cards mm. if i'm throwing dice their way so uh so yeah i use foam dice and i use the biggest foam dice i'm allowed to use and um, but yeah, my uh, my dice bag is jam packed, and I easily have thirty different thirty different dice in there, and dice probably, uh, and I think each of them offers something up a little different. So yeah, and I think with dice too, like it's becoming increasingly more uh, important uh, to have a variety. Yeah, um, I really enjoy having uh, the ten sided dice, if only to keep track of two uh two digit numbers you yeah. can have one of each yeah um or even just one 10 sided and then another whatever um so that you can easily use one for each digit yeah um and with i mean we've got Baldur's Gate commander legends coming mm-hmm. up uh i know that they threw in a few uh in the previous adventures in the forgotten realm a few cards that uh, rolled dice that weren't d20 or d6 right uh granted they were in the commander product but we play commander um we are reaching the point where (laughs) uh realistically if you're a magic player you do need to you know grab your dice for dnd because you're probably gonna be happy to have them yeah and i mean relatively speaking dice are fairly cheap and they're a fairly cheap way to customize more of your play experience um be a bit more right personality driven uh with your dice yeah uh, as silly as that sounds i think sometimes it does kind of add a bit yeah as bizarre as it is, i think dice is one of the ways when you can be uh you can be thrifty and still get all kinds of weird coolness or if you want 
you can go whole hog. Mm. Uh, there are some ridiculously expensive dice, and when you realize that they all do the same thing, it's uh, it's very much a uh, a preference and how you want to bling out your how you want to bling out your your uh, yeah your accessories. Uh, I'm gonna kind of leech off this one for my next one, yep. and uh, kind of make it a short one before we head off to break. Sure. Um, just counters. I mean, they it, like we were saying dice can can easily mm-hmm. show plus one counters minus one counters but now especially since ikoria we've got ability counters oh yes um granted we also you know, i mean have had dozens of types of counters before this in weird off-putting ways uh but uh i know uh infinite tokens uh with the yep. the dry erase tokens uh they also make little little uh round ones that you can write oh like this is a vigilance counter and throw oh, yeah, it. the smaller yeah discs that you could throw it on a card <laughs> um yeah. so there are those but also like go onto etsy just type in uh you know ability counters mtg or something and plenty will show up we've we've got somebody in our play group who's got uh dice that have like yeah vigilance. 12-sided but, dice with, yeah with a word on each side to, to sort of show what uh what that particular creature has i love those yeah or i mean um if we're going you know magic official we've got all the punch out cards from Akoria. Yeah. uh we've got some from streets of new capenna where it's you know shield counters and then all the abilities and um or you can i'm there are there are so many results out there that you can yeah. just find like little a bit more tough rugged versions of the little cardboard that come in a booster pack i have little tiny metal i guess for lack of a better term coins Mm -hmm. and on one side they say uh well i've got one that says it says plus one Mm -hmm. and you flip it over and it says plus two and on a different coin it says minus one you flip it over it says minus two they make great plus one plus one and minus more importantly minus one minus one counters Mm. because those are harder to find and a lot of time you're using dice for them. And while it is clear to me <laughs> that, that 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 black die that I'm using, it's minus one. It's not necessarily as clear to everyone else that that's what it is. Especially if you've got plus one, plus one counters floating on, on your other creatures. Yeah. So, I, think, I think that that's kind of where it is stronger to have very distinct, very separate... Uh, like counters yeah uh, especially where say you've got i don't know something that gives plus one plus one counters right. and then you also are playing tokens you're going to usually mark it as like oh i've got five one ones here so you've got a five die on it right and then say you've put like three plus one plus one counters on it what are you gonna do put another die that says three and then confuse everyone including yourself right um i've had that happen to myself plenty of times yeah. um and it, it, it sometimes really screws with your, your combat, honestly. Yeah. So make make things separate. Make things pop. It, it's also a great conversation starter. Um, but with that, we're going to cut over to break real quick. We're going to give you a cool message from our sponsor. Uh, and we'll be back with a, with a few more stuff. Be right back. <clears throat> This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Teferi's Puzzle Box. Do you think he keeps his deck in that puzzle box? 
Maybe. You could say so. He'll never tell. Now back to you. This episode of Temple of Fallspot is brought to you by Quark's thumb. Because only Quark could see his thumb and other thumb as accessories. How do you think Quark feels about his other thumb? Do you think he calls it his other thumb, or do you think he just calls it his thumb? Well, there's Quark's thumb and his other thumb. Right. Well, I guess it would depend... How, how long between his two thumbs being cut off? Were they cut off at the same time? Because then they're both his thumb. Because if one thumb was cut off first... Right. Is the remaining thumb... Does he call that the remaining thumb his other thumb? Or does he refer to his other thumb as the one that was cut off the one that was cut off first? This is brilliant. Who knows? I think we have to go directly to the source. Right. Quark. At some point we'll ask Quark, but unfortunately, without any thumbs, I don't know that he's gonna be able to pick up the phone. He's definitely not gonna be able to text you back. <laughs> that could be a trick. <laughs> now back to you. Bruce has just informed me that I'm going first, so mm-hmm. I'm going to start talking about uh, deck boxes. They come in many shapes and sizes. Uh, they may even come in just some elastic bands or a uh, Ziploc bag I've seen. Um, it really all depends on, I mean, your connection to the game, the connection to your cards, um, how willing you are to show off its wear and age. It's like a nice... Uh, salt and pepper beard like <laughs> you're either gonna color it and keep it looking pristine or uh you're gonna show off some some experience with with <clears throat> showing its true colors i have a couple of deck boxes that uh are individually made um, oh a like- big reason why i like deck boxes um leaf kicker he makes holly enamel Okay. I'm not sure how to describe the material, but essentially, and he forms it into whatever images that he wants. He's got some awesome-looking ones. The one that I have is essentially it looks like a a wooden box painted blue, and it has on on the top of it it has two dials, so you can keep track of your life total for commander. Ooh. Um, unfortunately, there was an incident. It fell, and the life and the the dials are no more. But what the, the box itself is still in great shape. It's still a great box. I, I really like the box, so I continue to use it. Mm. Um, As with everything on this list, right. uh, there are custom options. There are mm-hmm. uh, artisan options. Uh, you can search for all these things and find infinite possibilities. Um, and then there's there's plenty of, of, of price points, too. I mean, uh, for a while, I... Um, when I started, I used to get the like the sidewinders, uh, and yeah. I, I love those. Yeah. But they're also, I mean, they can be like fifteen bucks, which isn't bad. Um, but when I started to build more and more decks, and the frequency started really ramping right. up, I'm like, I can't justify this for myself right, right. now. Um, and I found that those clear like three dollar ones that you yeah. can buy in like a four pack off Mm -hmm. amazon or from your local game store or from you know plenty of places uh they just they they're they're two shells that kind of yeah one goes over the other and it's clear and it's amazing um the nice part about the clear is that you can point them all in the right direction so you can see your commander mm. 
So when you've got it sitting on a shelf or even in your, in your bag, you can easily flip it around and see what's in it. Uh, mine are the uh, Ultimate Guard. Uh, yeah. And they're, you know, they're the fold over, they're a solid color, and they've got a magnet lock, locking mechanism to keep it closed. They work really well. They're great. I really like them. I bought a bunch of them, and I bought them in all different colors so that I could more easily keep track of what deck is in them. Yeah. Yeah, but I still don't remember which deck is in which. <laughs> so I still end up having to pop them open to see the commander, which isn't ideal, but uh, honestly, I like the deck and I like the deck boxes enough. That yeah, they're like get away from it. They're like a nice piece to have on like a bookshelf too. Like yeah. they're not super gaudy. They're just kind of. Uh, these ones specifically are kind of matte and oh, not leathery, but they're like they've got that kind of textured look to them that yeah. they just kind of look nice if they were on a bookshelf. Um, I know that I bought a pack of cheap uh, just name tags to throw on the side of my mm -hmm. deck boxes for the ones that you can't see. Which through. I think is a great idea. Because um, then you can kind of do a bit of art to see if, I mean, to kind of make it look nicer, but also like. You can tell what it is from across the room. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I've ever come across with deck boxes is uh, whatever you choose, make sure that it fits. Yeah. Um, I've double sleeved a deck before and really had to like shove it in to a deck box. And I'm like, if, Ugh. right. Um, Be sure to check. I mean, if you're someone who does a single sleeve versus a double sleeve. The double sleeve decks, uh, the double sleeve decks are just far bigger. Oh yes, far bigger. So please buy accordingly. Uh, I've seen plenty of people with boulders, which are just like the. Yep. Uh, they're essentially the size of your deck. They're very minimal in terms of uh, packaging. Like they're 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 a good size. They fit your deck. They fit a few tokens. And the nice thing about those is. They come in a huge variety of colors. Yeah. Um, so I've seen people like mix and match. So if yeah. like, it's like a Rakdos deck, you can have a red top and a black bottom or yeah. vice versa. And, um, you can really mix and match, which is just also another nice flair kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you can't really do with too many deck boxes. Um, but when you can, it, it, it adds to the style, but it also like is easily identifiable. Yeah. Um, I recently, um, and this is going to be more directed at the uh, the makers of these, but bold the the Boulder line had a RTE line, which was it was like Return to Earth or something. It was mm -hmm. they're more you know environmentally friendly. They're made of recycled material. They're more recyclable. Uh, all these things, uh, but they come in three colors or like four colors, and I'm like, right. ah, I want more colors. Right. So if you're listening out there. Make more colors. I want them. Me specifically. That that I, I'm sure plenty of people love these. Uh, they've got like a nice texture I'm to sure. them. I'm uh, sure. They're great. Yeah. All right. So my next one, oh. uh, as far as accessories, I'm gonna cheat. Uh oh. Uh, I'm gonna choose plain chase cards, which mm -hmm. I know technically are magic cards, but they're accessories, um, and they make your games better. Oh yeah. Um, they, especially, they... I mean, especially compared to you know any of the other tertiary like add-ons that you can have you've got uh the, the the big the big people cards uh why can't i think of it you start with it and then you're like oh i'm this person i yeah i know which ones you're talking about and i'm 
They're in the same blanking box that we have. Yeah, I'm blanking <laughs> uh, on it as well. Vanguard. Yes. The Vanguard cards. You've got the Vanguard cards. You've got that weird Ixalan one uh, where it's like you set out the tiles. and yeah. It's essentially just another way to add to the game. Plane Chase is... Oh, God, it's great. It's the easiest one. Um, Andy and I have done an entire podcast on this. You can go back and listen to the podcast. I'm not going to go into all the different ways to use Plane Chase cards. I'm not going to go into all the rest of it. I just am going to say that... God, I think that was our second episode. Plane Chase cards are just... <laughs> yes, and Plane Chase cards are great. Um, <clears throat> I really feel like they add so much to your... Mm. They, can, they can add so much to your game. Uh, I wouldn't recommend them for every single game you run, but it, it's certainly a nice, uh, a nice change of scenery when mm. it comes to your Magic games. Um, and I, I love me a good set of Plane Chase, uh, plane chase cards. And... You don't even have to be the completist. You don't need every single one. <laughs> you just need enough of them so that you're seeing different ones from game to game. Yeah, that's, that's all. It, that's all it is. It's it and it just adds a little variety. You right. can take out the ones that everyone just dreads if you really want. Um, right. But even sometimes those can be the spice that your your game needs. <clears throat> well, it's nice because even with those ones, you're all suffering through it. Mm. And there's a group. There's very much that group of, oh, can we ever get off of this one? And even that, uh, I think, you know, brings a little something. And I like yeah. that. Um, my next one is going to be two. Uh, okay. It's Life Counters and the Commander Hot Tub. So okay. I'm going to start with Life Counters. Uh, there are so many different ways to keep track of your life total from just writing it down and then just, like, marking it off as you go. Um keep rewriting it whatever um just a little slip of paper whatever uh to dice to actual physical contraptions um i love using just two 10-sided dice uh because it's really easy to be like four zero great um but my biggest issue with dice is that uh, well, there's a few. There's a there's there's a bunch of cons to having dice as your life total. Uh, the biggest is that you can knock them. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, oh, what was I at? A thump on the table. You uh, an overactive tapping. Uh, a loose sleeve. A loose sleeve reaching across the table to read somebody's card. Uh, somebody just bump uh, just bump the table when they when they stand up or. It, the oh, manic yeah. cat. All kinds of ways. Mm. Um, but I usually use it in conjunction with the Commander Hot Tub so that my life total is in a, a central place. So okay. for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Commander Hot Tub is a product. I, I'm sure it's got a better name, but uh, you keep it in the middle. You, everybody puts their commander on their corner of it. Yeah. Um, so it's like a commander zone. Right. Now, the, like, the one that I have is something, I believe it's from Card Kingdom. Mm. Uh, I know that Cool Stuff also produces one. Uh, essentially, yeah, it's, a, it, it's like a small playmat, and it uh, Helps gives, you, yeah. gives you a place to put the commanders when they're, when they're not on the battlefield. So it's essentially a command zone. Um, but It helps, so, helps you keep track of commander damage yes. uh, and who took it. Um, right. It helps you keep track of commander tax. It's it's a great central location that anybody can look at at any time uh, without having to be like look all the way over the table. You know, it's it's right there, all the information you need. Um, right, rather so. than having your commander sitting, you know, just off your playmat or maybe on the edge of your playmat, 
where yeah. no one is really 100% sure if it's actually in play or not. Mm. Um, this really does clarify it. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I believe they're called command zone pads or whatever. Yeah. But uh, my friend Andrew McGreeny, uh, he was the one I heard referring to it as the Commander Hot Tub. I don't know where he got it, if he created it himself. If he did, good on you, Andrew. And if not, <laughs> uh, let me know Let me know where, where you heard that from because yeah. I've been referring to it as the Commander Hot Tub. It's, it's, a, it's a great little visual, too. Uh, yeah. Just kind of chilling in the hot tub. Um, yeah, and I mean, for why I kind of included it with life counters is like it is a place that you can keep your dice for life counters right people can see it uh you're less likely to knock it over or bump it or mistake it for tokens or right. just loose dice um which i've done before and then i'm like oh where's my life total oh crap um it's great i have a life counter and i love it i've had it for a very long time it's one of these scry counters some of you some of you old school players might have seen this it's essentially a disc with 1 to 20 on one side you flip the disc over it's 21 to 40 on the other side and you set a piece in the middle of it and it points at one of the numbers so it's an easy way to keep track of your life total however if you bump it it will spin wildly and of course you will lose track of it the other downside to that one is the numbers aren't very aren't very distinguishable Right. So anyone who's not sitting immediately next to you has no idea what your <laughs> life total is. Um, now, you can say that's either good or bad. Um, that's up to you. I will say that I think uh, the best life counter that I have seen, it comes with the Commander products. Um, mm. Or it came with a number of the Commander products. Yeah, they've updated it since. But yeah, the like older Commander <clears throat> products, the, the dial. Yeah, like they the had the, the, the dial so that you could... So you, it tracks a life total anywhere from 0 to 99. And it clicks into place. And it clicks into place. So even if you bump it and it falls over, it's not changing the total. You just set it back up. The numbers are clear. Uh, they're large enough to be visible from right across the table. So everybody knows what your life total is. They don't need to ask. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> while asking, okay, so what's everybody's life? Is, you know, innocuous enough Virtually everybody knows that if you're asking, <laughs> they want to know who has the lowest life total or who has the highest. Right. Um, so it, it, this just avoids that whole conversation. They can just see it and make decisions based yeah. on, on what's visual as opposed to otherwise. I really like that one. Um, I don't have one. And uh, at some point I may get one. Mm. I'm sure so. I, I'm sure you can find them fairly available. Yeah. Um, if you have a friend with a, a 3D printer, I'm sure you can get one printed fairly easily. Yeah, there was, um, a, um, there was a group that was print, essentially printing a similar one, but it was like a, it was almost like a triangle. So the base was the two points and the top was the third point. And, oh. and it would allow you to spin, to set them much in exactly the same way as the commander ones. Um, but... More importantly, they were kind of a blank, so you could paint them yourself. Oh. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, furthermore, they've updated them to be like ninety percent cardboard, with like a it's like a pinwheel type thing. Okay. Um, that come in every commander deck, uh, where it, there's a little window, yeah. and it will display one to twenty. Flip it over, it displays twenty-one to forty. Right. Uh, w- 
I find that a little weird, considering, like, there are going to be plenty of times where you're going to be over 40. But you know what? It does its job of counting 1 to 40 yeah. fairly easily. It kind of stays in place. Mm-hmm. As long as there's not, like, a strong gust this of wind. The, the or credit card-looking thing that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I usually... they Mine usually find their way to the recycling bin, but... Uh, yeah. They're fine. Yeah. They're fine. But, yeah, a few things to keep in mind when finding the perfect life counter. Uh, make sure that it's readable from across the table. Um, and make it easy to manipulate. Yeah. Next one. Playmats. If you're not if you're not using a playmat, then I assume you're not sleeping your cards. Mm. Because, uh, to me, it's... A playmat should be just as 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 frequently used as a sleeve. Um, I, I would not want to. There are so many surfaces where where you're playing magic where it doesn't make sense. It, where it the surface is just simply not clean, hmm. and you're going to scratch. You're going to muck up your cards. You should be using a playmat virtually all the time. Um, the other part of that is using a playmat makes it very clear what cards are in play, what cards are where. Mm. Um, there's no uh, if you don't have a commander hot tub and your commander is sitting just off your playmat then it's obviously not in play right um, your play your playmat sorts out very clearly where your you know this is where my lands are this is where my creatures are this you can organize it so much easier and it's easy for other folks to say to see at a at a glance what's happening oh absolutely um on top of that, there are so many different so many different pieces of art you can you can get for your playmat. It's unreal. Mm. It's so easy to personalize. They're not particularly expensive. It's just, uh, and I think it's just a good idea overall. So. Yeah. Um, um, the last one we have that on the list uh, before Bruce's special one, yeah. I guess, uh, is carrying cases. Um, you can throw it in a, a grocery bag. Uh, this is your stuff. This is your decks. You can throw it in a backpack. I found this really cool. Uh, it's a camera bag, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, where that's why I put this on the list. Yeah, I, I love that bag so much. Uh, it feels weird to play magic out of any other bag, uh, but basically it 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 has a big felt lined inside mm-hmm. um where then it also has like velcro separators that you can adjust right uh and so like you can keep your your stuff in place or you know you can adjust it around i've made it so that i can keep my play mat in the middle and then my tokens on one side and my decks on the other right. or my dice and um the best thing about this <laughs> is that it opens from the part that goes against your back Okay. Uh, so, like, the yeah. zipper goes along the front, I guess, <laughs> or the back. Mm-hmm. The part with the straps, it goes along that right. side. So, it makes it really hard for somebody at a convention to open up your bag right. if it's on your back. Right. Um, yeah. It's great. Um, and it zips all the way, so you can just lay it on the table right. and flat. Flat, nice. open it wide open. Yeah. So, you can grab whatever you need without having to, like pull something out and have everything kind of fall into its place and uh it just it's it's great it's accessible it's comfortable mm-hmm. um 
Um, the only other carrying case that really jumps to mind immediately is the quiver. Mm. Um, I like the quiver, and for those of you who haven't seen it, essentially it's a, a long, thin box with uh, with attachments on either end for a strap that can be then strapped over your shoulder. Mm, like um, a quiver. It holds, <laughs> yes, and it holds roughly, I think, four. Mm. I think there are two different sizes. So let's say four EDH decks and probably a couple extra extraneous stuff. And it will hold more if you're willing to uh, leave all of your decks uh, unboxed, which, and the quiver is designed to hold them that way as well. So it can, so you can, yeah, it's, it's still secure that way. Um, what I've seen too is that, you know, you don't fill it all the way up with your decks and then you can, you have space for phone charger or, yes, uh, a granola bar. The, to me, the key with the carrying case is one, it doesn't have to be a specific magic case. The key to me with the carrying case is is it heavy on its own? Mm. Um, there are so many options that you can use where I feel like you're starting with five pounds of weight <laughs> as, your, as your case, whether it's your backpack or your whatever else uh i've had toolbox i've had at least four different carrying cases and uh and each one uh, i'll go through a day at gen con and realize okay this thing is hot garbage Mm. because you know your shoulder is being is being torn off because you're trying to carry six decks and (laughs) six decks are enough to make you you know yeah whimper in agony by the end of the day and it's just that's not effective. So make sure you find uh, a case, whatever case you want to use, uh, is something that is either com- you know that that's compact or it doesn't weigh a lot. Um, and the other part is, you really do want to make something that isn't just easily accessible to everybody around you while you're wearing it. Right. Um, theft theft is a real issue, uh, and just because we haven't been at conventions at larger gatherings now for you know close for over two years um don't think that the thieves are not going to come back when we do (laughs) they are so always keep that in mind make sure that your whatever your your case is 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 you know in your sight line all the time or is somehow secured to you so yeah i think i think for me the thing is is like be realistic so like uh don't bring all of your decks if you don't have to like bring the decks that you know you're gonna play um and then choose a bag accordingly i mean i upgraded to this camera bag because i had been using just a just like a messenger type just over one shoulder strap bag yeah um which has its own benefits yeah um over this bag actually Uh uh and one of them is surprisingly not weight. This bag is extremely light. Uh, but my messenger bag, um, it carried, you know, two or three decks, my tokens, my dice, a play mat. Yeah. Uh, and had room for some other stuff. And it was mm-hmm. great. Uh, my favorite thing about it is that you could sling it to your front. Yeah. And so, like, you don't have to have it behind you like you would a backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can kind of make yourself a little bit more compact, especially squeezing into tightly packed spaces or... Just riding on the train where yeah. you're that jerk with the back with the massive backpack <laughs> swinging around smashing into everybody around yeah. you yeah um so to, uh, be aware of these things as well um 
the prof also has plenty of videos about yeah. any of the things we've talked about today. All right. So the last one mm-hmm. is something the prof has does not have a video about. Quick, let's get this episode out before he does. Uh, I, I marked it. I marked it on our list as LCC. I still don't know what it means. It's called Library Card Catalog. It's the best accessory in all of Magic. Oh. It's bar none. It is spectacular. If you have the opportunity to get a Library Card Catalog, get it. I don't care if you don't have room in your house for it. Just get it. <laughs> Hold on to it for a couple of years and then sell it off. You'll make money. These things are constantly going up in price. They're getting harder and harder to find because, to be honest, they don't have them in schools or universities anymore, and they haven't now for quite some time. And every year gets farther and farther away from that time when they did have them all over the place. I hate to make you feel old. Yeah. Some of our listeners might not know what you're talking about. All right. So a library card catalog? There used to be a day when, uh, (laughs) prior to computers, um, where... If you wanted to find a book at the library, you had to go up to this shelf, uh, this this cabinet of drawers. Yeah, it's a cabinet of drawers. And they're tiny drawers. They held uh, index cards. They held index cards that had a listing of information about a book, and mm. each book basically had one card. So you had to figure out, you know, do your search. Find you would find the card with the book. You write down the number. Then you go look for the book in the library, and you find it there, and then you take it out. Um, now, obviously, these things have gone gone the way of the dodo for that sort of thing because, well, computers do allow you to do cross searches and everything else so much better, faster. It's just <laughs> it's much faster, much easier. A librarian doesn't have to maintain it, and if somebody pulls out one of the cards and puts it back in the wrong place, it's not lost forever. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so the libraries don't use them anymore. Uh, school libraries used to have them all the time. University libraries have them all the time. They're gone. They don't, they don't exist. No, so they but set, they're beautiful they, pieces of furniture. Right, and they set them in storage for years because nobody had any idea what the hell to do with them. And now they're realizing you can store virtually anything in there. Mm. If you have a smaller one with like four drawers or six drawers... Uh, you'll see those ones sitting in some uh, in a handyman's uh, on his work on a work desk holding screws, bolts, yeah. whatever else. Um, knickknacks, knickknacks, anything that's a little smaller that could fit into a box like that works out really well, especially if you have a large variety of them. Mm. Um, mine, uh, what we've discovered is you can also hold wine bottles in them. Oh and shit! They're securely they disappear so suddenly. Uh, suddenly, you're not uh, you're not displaying a massive number of, number of a number of bottles of wine, which your friends have decided they're going to get through all of them that night. So instead, you're only showing two bottles, and you finish that, and everything's fine. Um, but more importantly, for what we're talking about here, magic cards fit in them wonderfully. Oh, it's um, perfect. It is perfect. It uh, I have organized it so that I've got them by color, by creatures. Uh, by creature size, by spells, uh, there's a little space on the front of each of the of each of the drawers where you can put a little paper tag which says, which you can then label as whatever's in the drawer. Um, the drawers come right out of the box, so you can pull a drawer out, put it on top of the shelf, and do whatever you know, and then do a quick mm. search. Um, it is just so convenient, and they're beautiful. 
Yeah. There's maple, there's pine, there's oak, there's... You name the wood, there's probably been a card catalog for it. Um, the the handles on the drawers are usually the, the small metal handles. It's brass, yeah. And they're, yeah, mostly brass. They're just... It's a beautiful piece. It looks awesome. And it... It's inconspicuous for the most part. It is part. very inconspicuous. So it tucks your magic cards away so you don't have piles and piles and piles of them all over your house. <laughs> which other people who live in your house will probably appreciate and it also means that if you're keeping up on the organization it means you know where your cards are and that's huge i i love my card catalog and i never miss an opportunity to talk about it yeah i'm surprised that they haven't started making um i i'm surprised like either wizards or i mean anybody hasn't started like making them even as like cheap furniture like ikea yeah. Or something like there. Like I'm sure that there would be a somewhat of a demand. Right. Um, well, I know that the woodmakers who do a lot of deck boxes have looked at doing something like this. Mm-hmm. The difficulty is that it takes a lot of their skill out of it because mm-hmm. essentially you're looking for, for most of the drawers, you're looking for a very thin, light wood yeah. that's strong enough to stay together. So it takes so it takes away a lot of the skill, but a lot of the cost is still there. Yeah. Shipping one of these things is a nightmare. I bet. Um, I mean, the closest I've seen for, like, an quote-unquote official product would be, like, BCW has the, uh, like, essentially you slide in your, your long boxes into, yeah, like, the, the two Yeah, the cardboard long yeah. boxes into the, the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, so many of these car- the, these cardboard boxes have been, like, just, they're, they're so wanted that they're so hard to get. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, card catalogs, man. Yeah. I saw one on, on Craigslist. It was probably a little out of my price range. Uh-huh. And if I wasn't moving within the next yeah. couple of years at the time, um, I would have gotten it. But I'm like, how do I move this across the country? So I'm waiting till I get across the country to find one. Uh, because, oh, God, just having having that uh, organization would be yeah. key. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody's here. Yeah, we got to go play some magic. Yeah. So we'll see you next week on Temple of a False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. So have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at FalsePodMTG. Bruce is at ManaBurned, and I'm at AndyWeekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!